So let's face it, managing compliance sucks. It's complicated, it's so hard to keep organized, and it requires a ton of expertise in order to survive the entire process. Welcome to Compliance Unfiltered, a podcast dedicated to making compliance suck less. Now, here's your host, Todd Cashew with Adam Goslin. Well, welcome in to another edition of Compliance Unfiltered. I'm Todd Cashew alongside a man who could be considered the stargazer lily to your compliance bouquet, Mr. Adam Goslin. How the heck are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing great, Todd. How about yourself? Man, I can't complain. I'm not complaining at all. Today, we're going to continue with the summer theme and talk specifically about, I don't know, man, maybe it's something in the air, maybe it's the pollen, but I'm curious... What is it about the summertime specifically that kind of ramps up those cyber attacks that people might be vulnerable to? Well, you know, you figure figure it this way, you know, it just kind of set the stage, right? It's, uh, you know, it's the middle of summer, you know, your, your CEO's on his annual couple-week vacation in some foreign land, uh, visiting, uh, visiting his wife's family, something along those lines, and um, all of a sudden you get a, get a text from a, from a number that you don't recognize. And, you know, the person's, you know, saying, Hey, you know, this is, this is Mike. I lost my phone. I had to borrow somebody's, you know, I'm in a jam. I need 25,000 sent to this account immediately. I'll explain it when I get back. You know, there's a link. It looks legit. You wire the money as quickly as possible. Text him back, you know, Hey, you know, you're all set. We just moved the, you know, moved the 25 K and, you know, sure enough, you get a thumbs up emoji. Um, you know, and you, you kind of have a sigh of relief and yet, you know, two, you know, uh, not less than two weeks later, the boss gets back and that's when you, you know, kind of put, put all the bullets together that you fell for a $25,000 phishing scam. So it's, uh, you know, it, uh, it happens. Yeah, it does. Now the, the cyber attackers don't take the summer off. That's not a thing. <laughs> uh, you know, um, no, they they sure don't. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, summer summer's an interesting time, right? You get, you know, everything gets a little bit more relaxed, and people will go more, you know, dress casual. You know, if you're working out of an office, and you know, the office is definitely quieter. You got all sorts of people going on vacations, and you know, things slow down a little bit, etc. But you know, meanwhile the the cyber attackers are just busily at it, and you know certainly they'll uh, you know they're up to take advantage of any opportunity that's provided to them. Um, so you know, in, including launching really, if you think about it, complex coordinated attacks over you know national holidays, or um, you know especially since they know that you know staffing's at a minimum. Um, you know, work life you know might be relaxed, but. You know your your cybersecurity group needs to you know needs to keep it together all year long, including the summertime. Uh, you know, as you've got people that are coming in and out of the office for you know their various you know holidays and vacations and whatnot. Um, you know, the you need to make sure you're staying on top of you know your your security and compliance, you know, best practices through that period and uh, making sure that you know the employees know you know what what are the types of things that they need to do to to help to protect the company while they're you know while they're out and about as well so um you know uh, there's uh, there's just a lot of 
a lot of considerations, if you will, that uh, that need to come into play. That you know, when it, especially when it comes to uh, you know to folks where their their brains aren't quite where they normally are during the summertime, shall we say? Sure. Well, how can organizations protect themselves this summer? Well, in terms of protection, you know, as you're going into those you know those summer months. Um, you know, it's, it's good to, you know, good to prep. If you haven't done it already, then, you know, dust it off, but, you know, make sure that your disaster recovery, business continuity contact lists are up to date, you know, before people are heading out of town. Um, you know, it does no, nothing suck more than, you know, to have, uh, have something hit the fan and, you know, you're trying to call so-and-so's cell phone number. Meanwhile, they changed their number, you know, et cetera. So, um, uh, that's about the last time you want to try to get it figured out and then praying that they're actually looking at their email or something while they're on vacation. Um, usually not a good recipe. So, uh, you know, it doesn't do anybody any good to, you know, have a bunch of out of date information on, uh, on that disaster recovery business continuity, uh, game plan. Um, as well, when you've got, you know, personnel that are, you know, requesting time for vacations, et cetera, you know, making sure that you've got, you know, coverage, the coverage that you need, not just day to day, but for your security and compliance stuff as well. Um, you know, you, you, any, any organization that's already up and running on a security or compliance uh, framework, you know, should be in operational mode, which means, you know, maintaining compliance, uh, doing security related tasks on a regular basis, you know, throughout the, you know, throughout the period. Um, so, you know, this means that you've got, you know, personnel that likely are, you know, jumping in to fill the gaps, you know, through the summer, uh, as various people are, you know, people are going, going on vacation. Um, you know, so some strategic planning in advance is, you know, is good to make sure, um, you know, who's the backup for the people that are going to be out of the office. Um, you know, how are we timing all the, the various vacations, uh, what knowledge gaps do we need to, to make sure are covered as people are, you know, kind of, uh, you know, clocking in and clocking out over that, uh, over that period, you know, um, anything, you know, anything that needs to be transitioned, if you've done that forethought, now anything that needs to be transitioned from one to another can be done before the employee leaves town instead of, you know, uh, folks struggling with trying to figure things out or, uh, you know, or otherwise, um, you know, leaving it until, you know, until so-and-so gets back. Um, you know, if it's been, you know, since last summer that you had backup people filling in, they, they may need a refresher or, you know, maybe your processes or, uh, and whatnot have changed. So they may need to do things differently than they did the last go around. Um, you know, so you, you don't want to just be launching, you know, net new responsibilities at somebody as they're, as you're waving out the, as you run out the door, you know, type of thing. So, you know, setting that time aside, you know, in advance, uh, you know, certainly, uh, is going to be, uh, is going to be helpful, you know, and the other, the other piece of this is while you've got the backups that are in, you know, making sure that they are trained to keep a list of any important elements that need to be transitioned back, you know, once the, the vacation returns, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, in some cases, things kind of sort themselves out on their own, uh, and there's no need for, for any follow-up, but, 
you know, keeping that list as you're going through it um, certainly means that you're not going to forget uh, something that was important for the either, you know, incoming or outgoing transitions. Uh, you know, those are all, um, you know, kind of helpful for, you know, for the, the effective passing back and forth of the baton, you know, as you're going through the uh, going through the process that way, you know, instead of the returning person, as an example, you know, trying to pour through, you know, thousands of missed emails, you know, while they've been out, now they've got a, a really focused list that they can go and, um, you know, go and sit down and, um, and, and really be effective, you know, at the moment that they're, you know, that they're coming back, uh, coming back online. Now, it sounds like a silly question, but curious, like, would, would training be helpful here? Is this something that you could, I, I don't know, kind of take a, a more approach to? Well, you know, it, certainly training, you know, training for personnel um, is an important element. You know, one of the important, most important pieces is making sure that people have, you know, secure connections in case they do need to, you know, jump in and do remote work. Um, you know, making sure that they've got secure hotspots and internet connections while they're, you know, uh, you know, out and about. You know, we've talked about it before, but not using, you know, the, you know, uh, you know, Bob and Martha's, uh, you know, corner coffee shop public Wi-Fi. Um, you know, avoid doing things along those lines so that you can uh, make sure that you've got a, a good secure connection. But, you know, certainly um, only using those secure hotspots to connect to the Internet, um, you know, cognizance of their surroundings when they're on the road, you know, uh, increased possibility that other people can view their screens and see what they're doing, uh, making sure that they're uh, making those connections. Uh, you know, through a VPN to the, you know, to the work environment, aka a, a, an encrypted connection, um, as well as, you know, making sure that you've got mobile device management for, uh, for employees' devices. Um, you know, if you've got people that are doing traveling, you know, the other consideration is, you know, well, what about if they're going to, you know, going to other countries? Um, you know, do they, you know, do they have the ability to make and uh, make and receive international calls, you know, from their, you know, from their phones? Um, you know, once, once they leave and, you know, whatever, go to the, you know, go to the Bahamas or, 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 to, or to France or whatever is not the time to, to realize that they can't communicate in any way, shape or form. Um, you know, so making sure that their phones are working, their hotspots are working uh, internationally. Those are all considerations. Um, and as well, you know, now we're on the topic of foreign countries. Um, may, you know, there, there are certain countries that we'll, we'll call high risk countries where, um, you know, you need to be careful about even which devices that, that I bring, right? Uh, you know, I'm not going to, as an example, I'm not going to travel to China and bring my work machine. Uh, you know, instead, I want like a burner phone, a burner laptop, you know, things along those lines. If I'm going to be going, you know, going to countries where I'm concerned about, you know, risk to, you know, to, you know, the, the intellectual property of the organization or, you know, kind of privacy issues. So um, getting those, you know, burner phones and, and burner laptops out to people that we can just clean the clock on when they get back. Um, you know, those are, are, are certainly things that, you know, that would be helpful um, to, to consider in advance. Uh, a lot of people just don't, you know, put the, you know, don't go put the option, um, you know, out there of thinking about, especially that international travel to, to sensitive locations, you know, and, and the other part, we were talking about it earlier was, you know, your uh, business continuity and disaster recovery. Well, if I've got somebody that have now issued 
the burner phone, the burner laptop to, uh, you know, I need to make sure that I've got our contact information updated on the uh, updated on the uh, business continuity and disaster recovery, uh, you know, plans with the issuance of those, you know, of those kind of burner uh, burner engagements, uh, you know, right. sorry, bur burner burner phones, so we can get a hold hold of them as we need to on, you know, uh, in, in relation to anything that we've got going on. Sure. Now let's talk a little bit about planning. What planning is needed for compliance engagements over the summer? Well, we kind of alluded to it a little bit, uh, a little bit earlier, but you know, certainly one of the things to to, to keep in mind, um, you know, if you're if you're actively uh, pursuing uh, kind of first time compliance, if you will. Well, if that's going to hit a crescendo, uh, you know, in the midst of the summertime, um, it, then that's a consideration, um, you know, but, you know, it, it, you know, if you've got, uh, you got to look at when you're in operational mode, what's the timing of our, uh, you know, kind of of the end of our uh, current period, whether it's Q, end of Q1, Q2, Q3, um, you know, type of thing, um, you know, where does that fall in the grand scheme of things and in relation to, uh, you know, in the relation to, uh, you know, all these vacations and whatnot happening over summer. Um, you know, you got to think through those summer vacations, the timing of your compliance engagements, um, you know, and, you know, making appropriate uh, modifications to be able to either keep up with your, you know, security and compliance obligations, or uh, especially if you're coming up to like your end of year happens in the middle of the, you know, middle of the summer, uh, that can be, um, we'll call it especially problematic. Um, because you know, the person I want to, you know, want to take time off, well, you know, their, you know, their, uh, you know, kids or, you know, spouses are, uh, are, are more available. Um, so, you know, and the other thing is too, depending on the personnel that you've got, you know, I, I, I worked for years in, you know, in the IT arena and, uh, you know, a lot of the folks of, uh, we'll call it of, of foreign descent or with foreign families where they're making a, a, a trip back to, you know, to their homeland, um, they will often save the save up their vacation for maybe a year or two years um, so that they can, you know, take a contiguous. That's a big trip, right? You're going to travel for 24, 30 sure. hours just to get there. Well, you don't want to be there yeah, for three days. <laughs> so they'll typically go <laughs> and take at least two weeks, maybe it's four weeks, you know, uh, type of thing. And, the, and they'll often will do the, all the coordination in advance. But that's, again, something that you really got to think about if you've got, you know, if you got somebody literally out of pocket for, you know, for three or four weeks solid, um, you know, just it, it underscores making sure you've got your eyes dotted, T's crossed, timings, you know, uh, in, in place, et cetera. So, um, you know, you've got uh, you've got all those considerations going on. You know, and certainly there's, you know, we talked about the gaps that'll be left, um, you know, more often than not, you've got specific individuals that are responsible for specific evidence, um, you know, and, uh, and making sure that you're, you know, kind of doing all the, the, the planning and the transitioning and whatnot that, that we talked about earlier, um, just to make sure that you've got the right people providing, you know, kind of the, the right coverage. Um, so that you can kind of keep things moving, um, you know, throughout that period. Well, this is the part of the podcast that I've been excited about the most is just because these are things that I'm, I'm unaware of. And I think that, that our listeners will appreciate this knowledge as well. What are some of the most common summertime scams? 
Well, you've got a uh, you've got a lot of um, you've got a lot of things that that you know kind of uh, eat more easily uh, you know ha- crop up during the summertime. You know, we talked about uh, people going on uh, going on vacation uh, with attackers posing as somebody that's out of the office. Um, you know, you think about it, right? I mean, you know, anybody that has um, they're out of office turned on on their on their email hey hey guess what you know yeah they were just you know they were just sending spam messages or something or phishing messages well now they're getting the out of offices coming back uh oftentimes people in their out of offices will you know note i'm gonna you know whatever it's uh, i'm gonna be back you know two weeks from now on monday type of thing uh you know and so you're literally just uh spilling information to you know folks outside of the organization to to be able to leverage so um you know certainly if they've uh if they've gained access to somebody's um you know somebody's calendar email they'll know um you know they can go in and look at the look at the settings but um you know certainly leveraging the out offices to uh to try to do social engineering with you know with other personnel internally um, you know, that's something that, um, uh, that, that certainly will happen. You know, the, um, you know, the, the, the hackers going back to, or, you know, to earlier, we were talking about the phishing messages, right? I mean, they can, they can tear, uh, you know, thousands of, of emails out. Um, so just look at the flood of, uh, of the out of offices that they would get back and they'd have a never ending treasure trove of, of, uh, of information to go, to go give them a, you know, go give them a shot. So, you know, certainly things that surround personnel being out, um, you know, the, the, Hey, send me money, you know, cause I'm on, I'm on the road with messages coming from unknown numbers, et cetera. You know, those are certainly all, uh, you know, all, all plausible as well. Um, you'll also see kind of an uptick in uh, IRS-related activity. Uh, you know, you figure, you know, during the summertime, it's, you know, now we're, what, two, three months out from, you know, tax filings and whatnot. And it'd be plausible that, you know, the IRS would be getting through and doing, you know, doing their processing of, of tax returns, et cetera. So, you know, a lot of times you'll see the, the IRS, uh, the IRS active related activity, uh, pop up during the summer as well. People posing as the IRS saying there's a problem with your tax return. You didn't pay enough money and, you know, we're going to, you know, throw you in jail and, you know, you're going to have to, you know, go to court and all sorts of fun stuff. So, um, you certainly see the IRS stuff, uh, kind of heating up, uh, heating up as well. But, you know, those are a couple of the, a couple of kind of the common, you know, common summertime, uh, activities that you'll see. But, you know, the one thing that I, that I'll tell people is, is I'll say, look, if you're, if you're getting some unexpected message, always be suspicious. Um, you know, validate sources before you do anything. Um, you know, if I if I were to get a text from somebody that, you know, from an unknown number saying that they were, you know, fill in the blank, uh, you know, person on my team or my boss, and, uh, you know, can I please click here and do something? Uh, just go back to, uh, you know, kind of commonly held channels uh, of communication uh, and, and uh, gain gain validation in a, in a way that, you know, that, that you can do secondarily, um, you know, type of thing. Don't, don't just go mashing things that are, you know, that you're, that you're in and receiving. Um, I always go back to the, you know, kind of known legitimate sources to, uh, to be able to validate, uh, any of those kind of miscellaneous inbound, 
you know, inbound requests because it's so easy to, you know, just get caught, uh, kind of caught off guard. And it's natural for, for people to want to be helpful uh, and to uh, provide assistance uh, when, when somebody is struggling. Um, and that's really the, what, the, what the bad guys are kind of playing on, if you will, is, is the human nature to, to want to provision assistance to people. Hmm. That makes sense. Parting shots and thoughts for the folks this week, Adam. Well, you know, the, the workplace uh, arena is definitely uh, more laid back, more casual during the summer. Um, and that's a good thing. As, as long as people are staying uh, vigilant about cybersecurity efforts, you know, certainly, you know, one of the, the ha- good habits to get into for, you know, for any organization is, you know, um, doing a lot of the aforementioned planning, training, et cetera. I mean, you know, almost mentally plan that for, um, you know, we're right in the, you know, right now we happen to be recording this in the kind of the midst of the summer. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly, you know, moving your vigilance forward in the year uh, is is definitely a, a a good practice to get into. So, you know, I I, I tell folks that say, listen, you know, go ahead and plan this type of stuff for, let's call it early Q2, uh, you know, type of thing before we really get full swing into, you know, into kind of vacation and holiday mode, um, you know, go ahead and do, you know, a lot of your refresher training uh, and then looking at your compliance engagement, looking at the timing of it, uh, what, you know, alternative planning and staffing needs do you need to get covered? You know, doing all of those things in early Q2 uh, will go a long way uh, to, to helping you Kind of smoothly navigate the uh, the the remainder of Q2 and the uh, and the earlier part of Q3. Uh, you know, we definitely don't want uh, we definitely don't want people letting their guard down when it comes to uh, you know bad actors and cyber attacks. Uh, and certainly, um, we don't want people taking a, a a vacation from creating and maintaining a culture of compliance uh, within their organization. That right there, that's the good stuff. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode of Compliance Unfiltered. I'm Todd Cashel. And I'm Adam Goslin. Hope we helped to get you fired up to make your compliance suck less. 